Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Yes. I am joined by John Mary Poppins. She wow, Mary Poppins. She's yes. She's got a beautiful voice. She does. Wonderful lady. It elevates me. Elevating us. Dr. Doji, the electric emoji. One and only. Bridget, whose initials are HR. No. Okay. No, that's human resources. Her, she's Bridget Jankar's BJ. Right. Right. My All right. parents hated me. So look, we have a very interesting show today, interesting formats. And as you can see, we are in our new studio, our new flashy studio, no longer with Brinks. And Daddy, could you show us the full studio, like push all of us aside and show us the full yeah. studio view? Sure, sure. So, okay, we push them to the side, move You got to get rid of yourself. Uh, well, if you put us two, yeah, you can Oh, see. you can see. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. So, very nice studio. It's nice. And it is in place of the Brinks. And as you know, Brinks has a conspiracy show. And the last show, it's very interesting, was about this conspiracy that Brinks is actually a money laundering scheme for this show. It is a shell corporation. Fascinating, fascinating show which obviously could explain why they ended their contract with us. Yeah. But look. Well, your theories, I think, played a part in them getting sick of us as well. It could have been. Yeah. But look, I say we got out the right time. I don't know. Feels like we yeah. got the most of it. Yeah. We juiced. Yeah, the lawyers were coming the for us. Yeah. 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 But, but look, it is great to be with you people. You three? Is it four? I don't know. How many people we are? But you can't count. There's four people on the screen. Right. It gets we confusing. Fit perfectly. It's confusing. Yeah. But look, it's probably great. how many fingers you have too. Let us let us stay on track. We have a lot to talk about. The Bengals are back. Bengals played football. And really, I was very impressed with the the team with their let's say resilience, with their fortitude, and their ability to. It basically come back from so much adversity. Yeah. And John, you watched the game. What did you think? I did watch the game. It's kind of crazy. You know, it feels like, I mean, my God, how many more crazy games are we going to see from this team? And just in just the last few years, it seems like they've found every way to win and lose football games, man. Like, yeah. honestly, I, I want to put this out right now. I'm not glad that Joe Burrow had a bad game. 
but I'm glad the opportunity for us to talk about how to handle it has arisen because the first half was inexcusable and we don't need to sit here and coddle him and make excuses about his appendix or the fact that he didn't really play in the training camp or in the preseason at all. Joe Burrow had a bad game and he's allowed that bad games. He's human. He's a quarterback. A bad first half. A bad first half. He wasn't even that great in the second half. He played better in the second half, but he still wasn't quite the Joe Burrow that we were accustomed to. And he's allowed to have a bad game. That, that, that just happens. We don't have to sit here and, <coughs> oh, Jesus Christ. The fact of talking about Joe Burrow having a bad game. Caught the Chris it's, Collins word. It's almost yeah, like it's, it's, I'm like allergic happened. to talking about it. This is what happens this is the guy, the Pinocchio yeah. with his nose, John. It's the he curse caught. of Burrow. Oh, you think I'm lying? I'm not lying at all. He did, he did not, not play very good game. in the first half. And and that was that the biggest reason why. Him. No, no, man. That he played them out of them winning that game, unfortunately. Like, we can talk about potential coaching errors, the fact that they didn't have a long snapper at the end. Those are all insane variables that you can't really account for. You can account for your quarterback just being accurate and being on time with plays and passes that he should complete, and and they shouldn't end up in being interceptions. So, unfortunately, Joe Burrow didn't play very well. It was, unfortunately, the biggest reason why they were in that situation in the first place. And then just absolute madness and chaos ensued, and that's the NFL. Okay, okay, yeah. but but John, there's something missing from your narrative. Yeah. There's something missing from your narrative, John. So you tell us a story about Joe Burrow not coming in and doing his part, and then Joe Burrow gets the team back on track right. in the right. second half. And, and and he never loses heart, and he never loses his way, and he never loses his enthusiasm and love for the game. And that is Joe Burrow. We saw Joe Burrow have bad games last year, too, that he won. He never no. played as bad as he did in the first half. Okay. But okay. to your, okay. to your credit, I, I, I give like you that. A, so what I will say is I don't think it – Joe Burrow had a very bad game. Yes. I don't think you can what put the entire – I don't think you can put the the full loss – on Joe Burrow, and I don't know if this is where you were going, Hoji, but the offensive line also played like a unit that hasn't had a chance to gel yet. I don't think it's a referendum on the O-line not being good. I don't – it's fun – funny? Fun? I don't know what the word is to – uh, be on Twitter and sort of see, oh, you know, LC's not worth what he's worth. I mean, we, we, yeah, LC hit the ground a few times. Yeah, there were a couple bad holds. I think what we need to see is this O-line figuring out how to work together and not playing in the preseason. It, they haven't gotten a chance to do that. I am curious, and we still need to talk more about the game, but I do want to hear everybody's take on the cost benefit of not playing the starters in the preseason. Cause I went back and forth on that yesterday and my, uh, my two senses, I think I'd still rather keep them out of the preseason and not risk injuries, but I'm curious what other folks, which teams did play a lot of starters. Is that something that other teams did? I think some of them played some, a few snaps, but for the most part, I think you're playing your new guys to, and you're, you know, you're playing further down the depth chart to see what you've got. Which is why I I don't watch preseason games. Yeah, I I, I agree. I I think preseason would be cool if it were one game where starters actually play instead of all this madness. 
preseason would be cool if they're they just disabled injuries, but that's not the case, and that's why they didn't want to play those guys out there. Now, had Low Collins been healthy, had Alex Kappa been healthy throughout training camp, maybe the entire offensive line gets a series or two, but it didn't seem like that was really in the plans with none of the starters really playing in the preseason. But again, like regardless if you play in the preseason or not, you can't be expected to come out that flat out of the gate to start the season. Like, like you said, it was the offensive line having individual struggles throughout the first half. And you know, there's just no excuse for Burrow to play that bad. Okay. 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 John, you were about to say something and I think you didn't finish your thought. You were about to say, I'm kind of glad that Burrow had the kind of game he had. And I thought that you and I were vibing on the same frequency mentally. And what you are going to say is what I was going to say, which is that when Joey Burrow has a bad game as the first game of the season, he's going to have something to prove for the entire rest of the season. Joe Burrow is a man who does better as an underdog. And now he's become an, he's managed to make himself an underdog again, even though he was in the Super Bowl not that long ago. I mean, there are less damaging ways to make him an underdog aside from just imploding their chances, though, right? I mean, well, one on. game does one game really affect their chances that much, though? I mean, to, to win that game, it does. But yeah, from the grand scheme of things, yeah. I mean, the season's far from over. There's no need to go overreaction. Oh, Joe Burrow's not the same guy anymore. No, he had a really bad game and it's a really good defense. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know what game you all were watching, but this is, this is the similar kind of conversation we had following the Super Bowl where Joe Burrow tried to save the team from loss. And so... He is a guy, I wrote an article this morning, saying that we learned that he has the Mamba mentality. Kobe Bryant once said, I'd rather go 0 for 30 than 0 for 9, because 0 for 9 means I've been psyched out, I've given up. Joe Burrow threw what, John, 53 times? He kept throwing the ball, even though he had three interceptions in like his first 10 tries and a last fumble. He's like, I don't care. I don't care about their stats. I don't care well, the what way they that, say. The way that he came and back the, is not... Like there's not there's nothing wrong with that, but you're comparing no. it to the Super Bowl when when Joe Burrow didn't play the Bengals out of the Super Bowl. No, he didn't. He didn't. But Joe Burrow in the Super Bowl played as well as a quarterback can play in that situation. And I think yesterday, I think the team was off. The 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 the, the play calling was off. The offensive line had no chance, at least in the run game. In the run game, they didn't have a chance. And the Steelers were pumped up. The Steelers were creative. They had what I call the Ryan Finley game, right? Where they're just like, they knew they're the inferior team, and they're just going to pull everything out. And, and they did. And our coaching staff had no answer. And Joe Burrow was like, I'm not going down like that. I'm going to keep attacking. And, and you know what happens when you attack when nothing's going right is you turn the ball over. He could have just laid down, checked it down, and we could have lost by 30 points. But that's not so, who he is. Hold, so when hold on, I was hold on, hold yeah. on, hold on, hold on. Are you saying that if Joe Burrow decided to check down instead of throwing right to TJ Watt's hands into throwing it into triple coverage to Tyler Boyd, the Bengals would have lost by 30 instead of losing at the last second? You know, John, I'm not sure what I was saying. But, but what neither, I'm, yeah. all I'm trying to say is I don't yeah. appreciate this narrative about Joe Burrow. No, this is exactly why we need to have this discussion. We don't I, have to be insecure about Joe Burrow. We know he's good. He I, has a bad game. Let's just talk about it. John, 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 for, you have to understand, for Daddio, Joe Burrow is he who shall not be blamed. Let me, let me just say, when I was watching the game, my insurance agent was over. Won't go into the details. He's from the Caribbean, and he doesn't understand football too well. And I was explaining to him, he, he watches soccer. 
and I was explaining to him what's going on. And what I explained to him is what I'm explaining to you, which is that everybody always talks about Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, and they should. They're, they're wonderful. They're really once-in-a-lifetime kind of guys. But what made the Bengals the Bengals last year, and I think what made the Bengals the Bengals in that game was the defense. That Bengals defense is amazing. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the fact that uh, Trubisky and the Steelers were able to do so, you know, able to push ahead despite the amazingness of the Cincinnati de- defense, that to me is it, it, it speaks well about Trubisky's future in, 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 in on this team. Well, I, and I know we're not supposed to talk about the woulda, coulda, shouldas, right? And I don't want to do that. But, you know, you don't get the pick six and you throw the flag and you challenge the Jamar touchdown and you've got a you've got a 14 point differential there so I do think Hoji you are absolutely right like the defense made a huge huge impact on that game and I think those two plays calls alone like would have would have changed the complete rhythm of the game I agree I you mentioned the pick six. I'm not sure what you're talking about because according to our score rundown, he didn't throw in a single interception. Isn't that crazy, John? You, it's like you have one kind of facts and then our, our stat team has different facts. It's as if there are different facts, different alternative worlds of facts. Yeah. But you, John, you choose to be negative. And, and really, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know, but I think that we need to appreciate more that we have Joe Burrow on the show. You know, I took a poll, John. I took a poll of uh, all the Bengalese people, and I asked them what they thought of the play calling. And as you can see in the poll, John, not so I good. voted yes. I voted uh, yes. I voted yes as well. But I, 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 did you show them my comment that I made? Play calling is inconsequential yeah. in the year 2022. Play calling does not matter. You don't win games. Uh, no, yeah. no, that's that's different. That that tweet is for later. That's for my hojoscope. Right. I mean, what plays did you have an issue with yesterday? John, I, here's the thing: the plays that didn't work. That was my biggest mm. problem: is that the running plays didn't work. I don't think Daddyo understands football. And all of the sacks, I didn't like any of the sacks, not one of them. Okay, yeah. or the interceptions. I don't know why Zach Taylor's that was some, plays. There's a bad sacks. Interceptions. <laughs> Joe Burrow deserves better. That's what I'm saying, John. He deserves. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree that Joe Burrow deserves better. Really? The man, you know, it looks. It looks to me like the bang, like the Bengals' offensive line strategy is similar to last year in that it's let poor little Joe run around like a chicken with his head cut off, which is a gruesome scene. I usually don't use animal metaphors. Let him run around, make opportunities happen. We can do with a mediocre offensive line, and this offensive line is going to be mediocre at best. It's not the dream that we had hoped it would be. I'm sorry to say that. This is not a great or elite offensive line. At best, it's a little yeah. bit better. But the Steelers have a great and elite defensive line. Like it doesn't matter how great you are. Like TJ Watt and Cam Hayward are going to do some things. Like that's not yeah. avoidable. We True. talked about the defensive line the offseason. You're like and, and like how they added uh, Ogan Joby, and I said, oh, they're going to be really good. And you said, oh, they're not that good. So and so is getting old. This guy's getting old. Did what? No. What? Okay. All right, forget that. I thought you said that. It's okay. It must have been a different, uh, you know, kind of platform of getting messages from John than the one that you used. I don't know. I'll turn to the facts, John. It's a real thing. Look it up. All right. 
Here's the other thing I want to talk about is this, John, is we have, really, we have the offensive line we talk about. They didn't play very well. But here's the thing. PFF seems to disagree. So as you can see, John, as you can see, let me get over here so you can see me. I don't want you to get nervous. I'm right here, John. I'm right here. But as you can see, the PFF pass blocking grades were pretty good. And as Bengals well, captain, captain points out, Wilson's pure pass blocking grade was good. I can't read that the small, not with these glasses. They're mostly for fashion. You can't read the font even though it was 100. John, you know, <laughs> let's stay on, look, stay on point and look at those stats and tell me why they're wrong. What do you mean, why, do why are they wrong? He's saying why he's saying you if it, now John it. actually John was not blaming the offensive John line. John just looks it like was, a biggest stat now. Okay, but so it the Bengals really, give up seven sacks, and that means that every single offensive lineman was terrible. Is that what that means? Because that's not true. No, it well, didn't. Well, then what explains I, it, John? I thought I saw some stats that said the majority of the sacks were based on. Um, Burrow holding the ball too long and coverage sacks. This is like this is called victim blaming, is what it is. HR. I'm surprised you haven't heard about it. It's called. This is called data. No, it's not. It's just. No, no, Daddyo. May I? May I? I want to take sort of a more of a sacks positive approach here. So, is it the case that Joe Burrow is to blame for getting sacked? No. Otherwise, it is the offensive line, isn't it? Who else could it be? So here's the thing. The wind block pass rates, all that kind of stuff. You, it, I think a lot of it has to do with, John, with the play calling and the play design. Yeah. Because a lot of times, if it's a slow developing play, you don't really have the chance. You don't have the chance to execute, even if your offensive lineman wins his pass blocking. I think there's enough blame to go around where everyone kind of gets into that area of criticism i would i would say with the seven sacks if you would go through all of them jonah williams was responsible for at least two cordo volson was responsible for at least one joe burrow was responsible for at least two for just holding the ball it was kind of just dispersed pretty equally alex kappa ted karras two guys that they added they were more than fine they were definitely an upgrade they, they proved their worth against ball? Steelers they couldn't hmm? get the push up front why couldn't we run the ball John their interior Steelers are, no, 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 Steelers no. are pretty good man like the other no, guys no, get paid no. too stop yeah, stop you gotta stop. give the Steelers credit yeah. like no. yeah you guys not... are asking can I just say you guys do not dream big enough you don't hope big enough you just compared him to Mary Poppins think think up in the sky the question isn't why not this why not that the question is why don't we have an offensive lineman who's making like around 20 million dollars a year that's what we need. We need $20 million man. We signed three offensive linemen, John, for the price of one Tribune offensive lineman. Agree. And they're all good. Like, what, what, okay. what, what, what are we talking about here? The worst offensive lineman, the worst offensive lineman on the field yesterday was the one that they brought back from last year. Unfortunately, Jonah Williams did not play well. He had two disastrous plays in the first half. Here's the the tank question, how much louder does Frank Pollock have to shout and how much redder does he have to get before his coaching gets through to these people? Are we sure his coaching is getting through? Or I'm it, saying it needs to get through. His redness are clearly there. He is doing his part. Yeah. Is he? How much more does he have to do? Jamar, Jamar Chase is doing his better. part. The receiving core. I know Jonah Williams can play better. 
Jamar was a star yesterday. Yeah. Like if anything should make Bengals fans feel good, Jamar is back. Uh, like everybody was like, uh, Bengals, you know, uh, Super Bowl slump, blah, blah, blah. Jamar looked just as good as what you'd want from a second season player. I, I do think like, I know a lot of people love a little passion in their players, I, I think we got to, like, calm the young guy down. We don't need to be grabbing mouth guards out of other people's mouths and throwing them on the ground. Um, but we should have washed his mouth with soap, is what you're saying. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. Um, but I, I think he just looked smashing and impressive yesterday. And- True, but, but, but Bridget, what do you think? Don't you think there were a few times when Joe Burrow was targeting Jamar. I, I, this is just amateur me amateur hour here. I don't. What's no? I'm going to have to mute you. You will. You but mute me when I'm done talking. It, it seemed to me there were a few times when Joe was forcing it to Jamar. I said it. I felt like Joe Joe Burrow was a bit under pressure, and whereas we were watching him make some creative decisions last year, this year it was a little bit too much on heavy on the Jamar. See, I I didn't feel that way. Okay. I didn't feel that way. I don't know. I'd like to know how John feels. Yeah. And we don't care how daddy okay. I I will say this. Actually, I was going to say that. Let John talk. Let John John, talk. John, John, 15 targets. Yeah. 15 targets, 10 catches, 129 yards. I feel like that was the performance. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was the performance we were kind of waiting for because last year, you know, they were spreading the ball around pretty equally. And yeah, the narrative was, oh, like, Joe wouldn't be anything without Jamar when in reality, like he should have been throwing the ball more to Jamar Chase because good things typically happen. And they did like 10 receptions, 129 yards should have been three touchdowns. If he got his foot in that one and then, you yeah. know, the Bengals maybe challenged that. Well, he has to get should have been touchdowns. So, you but know, of course, also- but like on the last play, the last seconds of the game, he's got one-on-one coverage, the little out route, of course, is going to Jamar Chase. And of course he True. makes the catch. Like yeah. he's the, the, I think the overlying point though, is that, we're talking about coaching. We're talking about play calling. We're talking about variables that we can't control. At the end of the day, the Steelers won that game because their great players made great plays. Mika Fitzpatrick picked six. Mika Fitzpatrick blocked extra point. TJ Watt goes off before he tears his pectoral. And the Bengals stay in that game because Joe Burrow comes back and it, and it is Joe Burrow. Jamar Chase pops off like Jamar Chase usually does. Great right. players have such a huge impact on the game. And the Bengals have the talent now to match up with any other team. Despite all the other chaos going on, they have the players to make the impact to stay in these games, and that's the agreed. That's the agreed. Point. And I was going to say there was a, there was another uh, there was another uh, you know star, uh, which was who, who's the new tight end that, that really looked good? Hayden, Hayden Hurst. Yeah, Hayden Hurst. That kid, man, I I I love. And I knew Joe. I, I, Dario had said this actually that Joe Burrow would make any any good tight end look exceptional. And I think Hurst is more than exceptional. I think he's great. I loved it. I loved the chemistry. I thought Hurst looked good. I mean, I, I think Hurst shined in overtime. Yeah. Made the plays you'd want to see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was his first game with the team. So I, I think we'll see more from Hurst. But I I thought he earned his paycheck in overtime for sure. But let, let us let us look at the, the clips and do some real analysis here. Instead sure. of just relying on John's memory of you know his narr- narration of what happened in the game. So okay. as you can see here. We have the game, and oh, let me turn on the audio. No, no audio. Better without audio, isn't it? No, here we go. Here we go. Oh, that's good. Okay, no, that's not the right audio. 
click the uh, out video button instead the audio button, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Forget that. It's some, there's some error with that. We're gonna need. Man, I miss I miss Courtney. <laughs> I'll call. Good thing you didn't interception on that play. With Courtney, <laughs> everything was working so smoothly. But you can. Are we watching more clips or what? Well, we either have to watch all the clips or it's five minutes long. I don't no. know how to pause it. Pl play the next play, Daddy. I want to see what happens. Yeah. Are we sure? Okay. I'm not seeing anything. Nor here. Yeah, anything. it's a little glitchy. It's a little glitchy. Mm. Here we go. No, we already saw this play. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's either you got to watch all of it five minutes in a row or you get nothing, John. You want to see right, one next play? play. I think we're going to lose our... So Joe Burrow got sacked. There's li very little to talk about in that play. Okay. So this let's create an yeah. audio platform. Okay. So now Joe Burrow yeah. goes back <laughs> and then... And then... Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I wonder where that went. Wow. This has yeah. this has gone from being a low-budget production to being really embarrassing, I would say. <laughs> we'll work on it. Okay. Look, so, guys, I want to talk about one more thing, John. We learned... What about my hojoscope? Clark Harris. No, we're not done. One more football thing. Clark Harris, John, is done for a while. Mm -hmm. And I remember we had the off-season discussion where, you know, you, you were upset that we were talking about the long snapper competition. And we talked about Cal Adomitis adomitting that he has a lot to learn. And now we're in a situation, John, where he's going to have to be the longest snapper. And, and none of us thought that was a serious position until yesterday. And we learned that it can really swing the outcome of a game. So, so what is going to happen now with Adomitis? Other than him just filling in for Clark Harris? Can he do it? Can he do Is he a good snapper? Well, he's better than Wilcox. I'll give him that. Like we saw him snap in the preseason, we saw him snap in training camp. Like, Who, who's the best snapper in the NFL? It's probably Clark Harris. He hasn't had a missed snap in 13 years, so wow. there's big shoes to fill. Obviously, the role is valuable because if you don't have a guy that can do it, then you can't kick a freaking field goal. So wow. yeah, he's got to do it now. Change their tone, okay. And so the thing I is, Cal was the, the, you know yeah. he he does have a history of you know snapping. He does. So he snapped before. He and I have that in common. Yeah. So, like, a snapping back at people? You mean? No, that's not what we mean. But <laughs> oh, isn't it? Can I, John, I need to ask you a question because this has been troubling me since four or five o'clock, whatever time yesterday when we missed the field goal. So, we take the field goal or decide to, we call the field goal at third and whatever because, right, you have a bad snap you fall on it you get the chance to kick again it was a really high snap why didn't huber fall on the punt or fall on the snap what was that my best guess is that one i don't think huber's ever done that because he's never had to take a bad snap and the fact that he did grab hold of it and handle it and put it down i think in his mind he's, he thought that he had enough time to do it and in that split second he should have realized that the laces weren't out the laces were facing mcpherson as a recipe for disaster even on a 30-yard field goal that's why the field goal went wide left so the fact that he was able to handle it 
and grab it and place it. I think in my in his mind, he thinks that he could have salvaged it. But yeah, with, with that high of a snap, the fact that he couldn't put the laces out, um, that, that should have been something that was reinforced into his like into his brain before the snaps. And hey, we're doing this on third down. We got a backup long snapper in there. The snap might be bad. If it's in any way, shape, or form bad, fall on it. We'll go to the next play. But I guess that wasn't reiterated to him. Yeah. And then there was some other weird stuff we learned. Like, for example, I didn't know that you're not allowed to run, make positive yardage on a fumble that you didn't fumble, which I, Pirine did, and they didn't count. Which Hoji, you and everybody else in the stadium, on the field, I feel like there, were, there seems to be a lot of rough confusion the last two seasons. Some yeah. of that is good. I feel like they're trying to get you know, make the right calls, get the rules right. But that play in particular seemed to really boggle yeah. some folks. Yeah, we're, gonna, we're going to have to have a whole episode about CBD oils and ref confusion because I have a theory on that. I have to wait for later. What Summary, CBD oils can help. With, with, well, with, let's yeah. just move on to the visual scope. We have a lot to cover. So, Yeah. Uh, if if I could uh, take a, a moment to give you my little hojoscope and reaction to this game, uh, Bridget and John. So uh, you're both too young to remember uh, a time when there was a famous gorilla named Coco the Gorilla. Coco the, the Gorilla, uh, beloved, you can call you can call her the Harambe of her time, really. Harambe, the beloved Cincinnati Gorilla, was killed at the ripe age of. 17 in, in May 28th, 2016, one day, one, 2016, one day after uh, his birthday. But this is a different gorilla, Coco. Coco was taught by scientists to use sign language. And Coco could sign about 1,000 words and had an IQ of 90, which is, is as intelligent as an infant. Now, you might say, what does that have to do with the Bengals? Dario, could we pull up the little Coco uh, uh, visual that i had can you pull that up for me it's a picture okay now you what you're seeing here coco's favorite show was mr rogers and what you're seeing here is coco's hugging mr rogers and then she, what you see the last frame at the bottom there you know what she's doing can anyone guess it's not attacking it's a peaceful and the bottom one is she giving him a foot massage very close very close she took off his shoes why would she take off his shoes because that was her favorite part of the mr rogers show if you notice in mr rogers show even you know when he comes home he always takes his shoes off and she loved that this is an intelligent intelligent shall i say human i mean really very much at the level of human sign language 1000 words now where am i going with this no one's very few people have heard of coco this is where i'm going with it Coach Zach is the Coco the Gorilla of the Cincinnati Bengals. What do I mean by that? What I mean is that he's a man who we don't, we, don't, we don't hear a lot from. Sure, he does the coach's interview, but he's not on the field. And what we're not seeing is the signing that he's doing, the speech that he's communicating to these players in halftime. If you remember, we had... No, you can't do that, Adio. No, go back to mine. You cannot. <laughs> this is my time. The, if you remember, uh, last year we had a ton of games where... The Bengals look like everything was lost. They go in for the halftime pep talk. Coach Zach changes it around. That is good coaching. That is creating a culture of winning. And that's what Coach Zach has done. I don't know what's going on. I don't speak his guerrilla sign language, okay? But whatever he's doing with these players, it is working. He is a very, very special... Oh, man. 
Man, uh -oh. Abu was Mr. Rogers from Pittsburgh and left the Steelers. Well, remember, this is about Coco. Coco did not know that at the time. So anyways, that's my hojoscope. What I think is that as long as Zach is the coach, as long as Joey Burrow is our, our QB, this team has a lot of wins coming. And I, I did not lose hope. I was happy that jo Joey, Joey Burrow has something to prove now. And Zach never loses heart. That man has nerves of steel. I watched him in, in, in the playoffs when everything was looking down and out. And he looked like nothing. He looked like he was just waiting for a bus. So way to go, Zach. No, you can't do that. That is my yes. horoscope. You can't do that. Don't. He's a good, it doesn't matter what people think. 91 people is a great sample size. Yep. <laughs> it is. It is, yeah. But who cares about play calling? This is not John Madden football. This is real right. football. Play right. calling does not matter. Okay. And I'm sure Zach Taylor would love to know you compared his uh, IQ to that of an infant. Well, to be fair, Zach well, Taylor's brain, as we've discussed, is still developing. He is actually mostly, his skull is mostly a steel cartilage, if I'm not mistaken. If you look at this, his age, yeah. it is probably so. Growing pains. Right. Okay. I think that's all we have, really. I, I just hope everybody. Are we not going to talk at all about next week? Let us talk Cowboys. about next week because, yes. Go ahead. Just, Good job, I Bridget. mean, <laughs> thank you. Um, I'm just curious what folks think, because we got to see an interesting look at our competitor last night. And Dak's now out, what, Dak's for eight out. weeks? Yeah. Um, and interestingly, uh, do we remember getting beaten by the Cowboys backup quarterback in 2020? They don't got Dalton we, this time. They don't did. have Dalton this time, but we did get beat by the Cowboys backup quarterback. Are they? Are the Cowboys? No, going Joe to Burrow was Joe Burrow was on our team then. He are the Cowboys? The he wasn't the quarterback. Are is was he hurt already? Yeah, that was the game they fumbled three times and I think four plays. So wow. what? What are we thinking? Because the cow. I mean, are the Cowboys going to sign Cam Newton? That'd be wild. They should. If they it. were smart, they would. So Parsons looks dangerous. Parsons looks tough. Cowboys offense does not. No. I don't know who anyone is throwing the ball to. I I think I think that the Bengals could have their redemption against the, the Dallas Cowboys. And I would love to see that. Uh, because there will be a lot of people watching that game. Uh, and I think that it's time for people to see this team for what it really is. This is a this is the NFL's top team. It was a fluke that the Rams won. And it was a fluke that the, they lost against the Steelers. The flukes are over. The fluke is up. And now it's time for the wins. So I think they're going to beat the Cowboys. I think when you give the Cowboys an offense like that, that's broken down, that has no Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott's thumb is broken, then the defense can do what it does best, which is dominate. And Joey B can do what he does best, which is, you know, pass the ball. And they'll win. Oh, man. Andrew, you, you are my... He said, Andrew Silas said... Cowboys signed Brett Favre. Uh, that would be a dream come true. I am a huge Brett Favre fan. I mean, there's a McCarthy connection. That's I don't true. Know. Yeah, but I, I, I think Cam Newton is... I am shocked and appalled that Cam Newton was not signed by any teams. I think that's a very, very strange. And I think that he's better than, for example, Baker Mayfield. Uh, I think that you got to get, uh, get him on the Cowboys. No, I agree. 
You're saying now. Hold on, Crypt Keeper. What is this comment? You're saying monkey is frights at the zoo is more organized than that. No, that's not what I was saying. No, don't do that. Don't bring that's that that's that means nothing. That's just Twitter. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, no. I think that we covered everything. Really. Yeah. It was a good show, and uh, we managed it. And uh, that's it. So make sure to tell your friends about the yeah. show. Referrals. Uh, the last thing I'll say, Daddyo, if we win next week, I want you to put that exact same poll up and see what the answers are. It would be yeah. the exact same answer. If I you know what? Actually, forget it. Can I can I ask all of you watching now whether you participate in the Twitter poll or not? Put in the YouTube comments what you really think about Zach Taylor and his play calling. Yeah. Do you agree with Hoji or do you agree with Daddyo? Daddyo thinks that Joe Burrow has this team on his back. I yes, think that I believe that Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow together are the secret sauce. I think the team is the secret oh, sauce. Is. I think this is, yeah. I think there are leaders, but yeah. I think the team has the team on their back. And I think that's what makes the Bengals special. I, I think, I think John is becoming frustrated by the level I think of Ken Anderson has this level. team on, on his back. Well, look at that. He's going to be on the show soon, by the way. This is just him. Talking he was about really him. lovely at the tailgate. It was very yeah. nice to meet Ken Anderson. He's a great guy. Lovely guy. All right, I think that's uh, all we have, right? I mean, John is holding in a big ball of fury. Why John? don't you call on John and then end the show? Go ahead, John. End the show. Okay, we just the output music down. Oh, that's fine. Oh, that's not the right music. There it is. Okay. Daddy no longer cares. That's not true. No, because you didn't do the section. Yeah. Yeah, he never cared, though. All right, well, yeah, don't forget to subscribe, on notifications, all that stuff, and go to our podcast and all the podcast places. That's all we have. We'll see you next time. So long. Sweetie. Guys. We're live. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.